Welcome to the first Watch Out for Fireballs of 2017. Let's do better this year. Um, this isn't going to be every episode, but the new year. Uh, reminding everybody that DuckFeed.tv, uh, as a network, spaces we control, is a safe space uh, for you. So if you are a minority, different religion, sexuality, uh, any of those things, um, gender, any of that stuff, uh, we love and accept you. And we will not tolerate intolerance towards you uh, in any space we control. So uh, important that you know that going into this new year, uh, we are dedicated to that. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast extra so. Yes. And this week we are reading a handful of responses that came in about uh, Neverwinter Nights 2 and Mask of the Betrayer. Yes. Um, kind of a little known game. Um, so not tons of responses, but those who uh, did reach out, we really do appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here uh, with Frank uh, via contact. who says, just a quick little comment about Mask of the, Mask of the Betrayer. Like Torment, it's one of the only D&D games to dive into the weirder side of D&D, namely the shadow plane for Mask. Uh, it's something I wish would have happened more often, rather than just going for the bland sword and sorcery that most D&D games fall back onto. Also, Spelljammer is rad, Gary. The astral plane space pirate wizards are my shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I also dislike Spelljammer, even though my only uh, kind of exposure to that is through Monster in my podcast, a show I very much like everybody to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, I, I do not like those uh, those combination of elements. No. But, you know, if you like them, that's great. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I think, Matt, go ahead. Or no, I was going to say about the, the first point about, or the idea of this being the weird side of D&D, um, something that I was thinking about uh, just, just now that occurred to me is I wonder if so many studios end up making kind of generic D&D things <laughs> because it's, there's like, they are establishing that baseline. Oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, we, we, we're going to make one. We don't know if we're going to be able to make more than one D&D game. Let's try mm -hmm. to make the definitive D&D thing. Right, right. I mean, it's a little bit like uh, superhero movies. We've got to put it on the origin because we, we need to lay down the foundation. For yeah. Later. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if that's that's a thing. I don't know. Like, it, it just it, it's so hard to gauge. Is there is there demand for the weird shit? Like, I don't I don't, I don't know. Like, just is or is it just that they that they do that because that is the easiest thing to bank on? That's a, That's another thing because they're harder to sell yeah you know like trying to sell this to somebody or being like you know or trying to sell torment which i've like done a, a bunch like mm -hmm. try to do a bunch of times is harder than i yeah. want it to be well it's, it's hard to sell torment because like you have to say like oh this is D D, but like it is so not D D. yeah you know not in the way that people kind of imagine you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like 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 torment's D ness works against it and uh, uh, to, to to a degree Right. And I, yeah. and I wonder if that'll work for Tides of Numenera, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Not being free from that license. It's yeah. like the, um, you know, D&D &D does contain multitudes. It reminds me when people, 
I'm trying to decide if I want to open up this thing. When we say, um, when we're like, man, this seems really anime to me. Mm-hmm. And then the person who holds up one finger and goes, actually, anime is very diverse. Like when you, you know, yes, I could be the person who's like, yes, D&D is very diverse because it contains Torment and, or, you know, Planescape and Dark Sun and Spelljammer and all these things. Mm-hmm. But I know what people mean. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there is that expectation and pretending that there isn't a kind of, there aren't like kind of tropes or there isn't a baseline. Yeah, there, there, there is no commonality. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a little bit willfully obtuse. Yeah. Like, like a, like, uh, just a, just a, just a set of assumptions that you can make because it involves something else to, to put it like, to not make it loaded with anime stuff. Um, when people are talking about like comics, right. And someone's like, I don't like comics. And then somebody pops up and they're like, uh, you know, Oh, comics are actually, you know, like, Oh, you don't like Daniel close, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, they're probably talking about mainstream superhero comics. Yeah. Like, yes, there are exceptions and they're probably aware of them. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to sit there and add a thousand caveats. Right. Right. Just, I, like just... nobody likes a pedant. No, like, I don't know how many times I have to explain this, but no one's ever been like, thank God this person came along to do some pedantry. Yeah. And no, nobody's appreciated a lesson in taxonomy. Yeah. You know, it is, it is just, uh, it, all, you're, all, all you're doing is adding an awful lot of overhead to conversations about things that otherwise you would probably really enjoy if you had common ground on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just, you know, it's always derailing yeah. the thing, you know, to, it, it always feels like it's like, was this, you, you've stopped the conversation to make the person reconsider something that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like my definition doesn't matter yeah. as opposed to responding <laughs> to, you know, the thrust of it. And it's like, this isn't, uh, you know, these conversations that, where these things come up, like they're not academic papers where they're not like <laughs> signing bills into law. Right, right. You know, like where like these little loopholes are going to get, you know, manipulated by genies and and <laughs> devils and, and congressmen. You know, it's not it's that's not what it is. So just when you whenever you have them I'm arguing, somebody who's not doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm not. But when you, when you argue, I'm, when I'm, you, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. <laughs> but when you argue with somebody about like if, if you know, the person who is like, I don't like D&D and doesn't consider Dark Sun. Uh, I would be a shithead to be to every time they bring that up, be like, yeah, well, 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 you know, or at least not in like a correction way. Yeah. You yeah. You could be like, say like, oh, I mean, it's like that, that. That's a shame because there's this really cool thing that you might that, that, that you might like. Yeah. You know, like divert it into something that moves the conversation forward <laughs> rather than trying to defend the thing. You know, yeah, like <laughs> you, you can say, oh, it's a it's a medium, not a genre. Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just man judgment judgment, Gary. Yeah judgment yeah <laughs> the, um, like the judgment we pass on on, on spell jammer because that is a part of D that just kind of doesn't work for us aesthetically yeah i think it's aesthetic is i mean it's just it's like a it's a taste yeah thing you know it's like if it had just been come out it's just like space wizards mm-hmm. you know i would think it was kind of funny yeah, but i have no yeah. interest in playing space wizards i don't think right i like space or wizards and really, I just like wizards. I don't have to like space that much. So I mean, that, you talk yourself that's, that's out of it. Definitely part of it. Yeah, yeah. You talk yourself out of being magnanimous. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. <laughs> um, so Paul writes in. Uh, compared to the baffling Diablo-like Neverwinter Nights, the sequel is a real treat and return to form. It never reaches the sublime heights of Shadows of Am due to the poor voice work and the loss of beautiful pre-rendered backgrounds, but it's the closest thing to a 3D Infinity Engine game that we're likely to get. This, of course, only applies if you unlock the strategic camera, something that was bafflingly not included in the game at launch. Uh, While the cast is dull and lifeless, I found the plots to be pretty well-crafted, if not well-delivered. It abounds in misdirections and red herrings with a real pileup of Forgotten Realms villainy. You've got Luskins, Githyanki, Devils, Demons, and Warlocks, all of whose relationships uh, to the game's true villains 
uh, remain unclear until quite late. And while I've never made an objective argument uh, that the plot delivers pathos, and while I will never uh, make an argument, uh, an objective argument, that the plot delivers pathos, a dead civilization refusing to let itself be forgotten is a silver bullet that will always work for me. See Xanarchand from uh, Final Fantasy X and uh, Constantine XI. Um, I do not know what Constantine XI is, but there is a Wikipedia link here. Mm -hmm. um, Mask of the Betrayer is, of course, where the cream is. The uptick in the quality of writing, presentation, and music is apparent uh, right from the start. We, we totally forgot to talk about the music during that entire like five hours we recorded. But yeah, the music and mask is really good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, well, fuck. <laughs> well, it's here. We said it, um, yeah. and you put it in too. People can. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll speak for itself. Um, there we go. The uptick in the quality of writing, presentation, and the music is apparent right from the start, and it maintains itself throughout the expansion. The plot is an absolute delight, and I'm sure it will be discussed enough that I do not need to add much more here, except he praise, except a heap praise on the dialogue with Merkel. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite dialogues in video games, above even the audience with Caesar or Kaiser in New Vegas. Uh, Merkel is just such a deliciously evil shithead; you can't help but love him. Um, and there are a lot of lines here, actually, that we related in the um, in the in the main body of this. So I don't I don't I don't need to do a recitation um, uh, unless you see value in doing so. But uh, we totally agree. Like the Merkel encounter is kind of like where is where everything kind of like snapped into place for me. I really enjoyed the entire experience up to that. But that was where enough information was revealed, enough was confirmed, and where they made enough of a hail Perry uh, a hail Perry pass. Uh <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is Tyler Perry's hail? Yep. <laughs> Hail Perry. Uh, yeah, they made enough of a Hail Mary. Uh, Hail Perry. <laughs> enough of a Hail Mary pass, um, kind of just uh, presentation wise, uh, that I was like, whoa, this is yeah. th th this is even more special than I than I, than I suspected. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely the highlight of the game. Um, like the ending, the actual stuff that you do in the City of the Dead is all really great. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't it doesn't dip. Yeah. Uh, really. <laughs> but the, the the highlight of the game, I would say, is yeah. the. Uh, is the Merkel confrontation. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's one of those things that like, it's hard to like, this is the stuff that I like about high fantasy. Yep. You know, is these kind of surreal, like, Oh, I'm going to confront this dead God floating in the middle of the astral plane. Like not something you get to do very often in video games, you know, uh, mm -hmm. this kind of bigness and just to have it work and be about something small is really fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, I, I really love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and thanks for, you know, writing in about the, the main campaign as well, which, for the most part, like I agree with you, the the stuff it's a lot of its execution. Some mm -hmm. of the stuff could be cool, some of it I don't think could, but a lot of it was kind of flawed execution, which we we called out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and then finally, and this is kind of a little bit of a, a just fun and mm -hmm. just a little bit of a follow up that's kind of related. Uh, Angel by Contact uh, has a link. Um, he says that we he thinks we'll get a kick out of. Um, I have read it before, but I'm gonna put it in the show notes because it's very yeah. good. No. Um, it is a waypoint uh, article about Dungeons and Dragons in prison. Yeah, um, which is something I've talked about a lot. Yep, uh, me too. Uh, like that is something that uh, my entire family has worked in corrections, pretty much. And going back to the '80s, even Dungeons and Dragons has been a mainstay um, in prisons. And one of my biggest. So I've got lots of uh, prisoner art that uh, either either up at my mom's house, like behind me right now, I have a, a little piano that is made out of matchsticks. Uh, one of my not like regrets, one thing that I would really love, I've heard described to me these gigantic maps that were drawn by prisoners mm -hmm. who were doing, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons. Obviously, it's pretty bad that they're that they're in prison and kind of that is all that they can do. But just the the, the amount of intri intricacy and detail that has been put 
in, into some of these things and uh, just the amount uh, the amount of <laughs> to which people kind of just throw themselves into these games is uh, not something you're going to find elsewhere and it is an unexpected place for this role playing to take place it is a really cool article and I'm very happy uh, Angel or Angel uh pass that along yeah yeah I like that a lot Waypoint has been very cool, mm-hmm. uh, like as as a thing. I've really liked it. Yeah. Some of their guest articles make me want to tear my fucking hair out. <laughs> yeah. Like there are things that they they put up that I hate, yeah. and it's like I, I like Austin. I like what they're doing. I love everything about their philosophy. Like yeah. it is, you know, we're not going to waste time trying to be apolitical. Yep. Like great. That's a, that's a, anything I want. Everything I want out of an institution. Yeah. Their thing, and then, like their their post their post election thing was was spot on. Was great. Tone perfect. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. And like. I love Austin Walker. Yeah. Like he's like, it's like, I don't really like giant bomb, but it's almost enough to make me want to like check out those old episodes with him. Yeah. You know, uh, just because I like him so much. And then there'll be things that they post where I'm just like, this is some of the like, like, and it's very rare. Like it's mm-hmm. really a call out thing, but they've posted two things. I'm not going to name them cause I don't want to dogpile on the people who did it. But like right. where I'm like, this is the worst like games writing I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate this. Yeah. Um, so it is wildly inconsistent when it it's such a force for good though, because when it's on, it is so, so, so on, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's on for this article. Like it is a very good, yeah, this is, this is great. This yeah. is exactly what I want out of like, you know, the intersection between gaming and kind of social mm-hmm. or like culture, which yeah. is kind of what they're, they're going for. Yeah. It's like, a, this is the good execution of yeah. that. This, the, the, this is a worthy topic done in a worthy way that, uh, yeah. tells an unexpected story. Um, and yeah, that's exactly what I want in this kind of like long read, uh, game journalism kind of stuff. Me too. It's really fantastic. Um, yeah. And that, that's it for, for this game. The, um, we really do appreciate everybody who wrote in. If, uh, somehow you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I missed it. Uh, you know, feel free to write in. That's always the case. It doesn't mean that we, you know, we probably won't read it, but we'll read it, but we won't put it on the show. Yeah. We will definitely read it. It probably won't end up on the show. It might, though. Um, you know, slow weeks end up with extra stuff when we're not recording for four, you know, five hours. Yeah, which is all um, we've done for the past three months. <laughs> yes, it, it's been a lot of very long sessions. So um, the uh, man, the the last time we recorded Bonfire Side Chat and I recorded two episodes of Jeremy after that. And it was like a seven hour day man, oh man. with like a, a break in the middle. Like, is you know, not to complain. It's a good job. Yeah, but it's, just yeah. a, it's a lot of talking. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're doing it to ourselves, too, because we're, uh, we're we're daring to take some time off for the holidays. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but if you have anything to say, if you feel like you missed your opportunity, please still write in because mm-hmm. those might end up, uh, may have been read and used in the future as well. Yeah. Um, otherwise though, there are definitely, uh, plenty of time mm-hmm. at this point to write in about Mega Man two and three about Dishonored two. Yeah. And about, uh, symphony of the night, Castlevania symphony of the night. Yeah. Value cards revenge. <laughs> and if you want to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. A couple of bucks a month makes a huge difference. Um mm-hmm. and uh, related to that as well, if you want to go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and use those links there. We don't talk about it a lot, but we have stores. Uh, we have oh, yeah. a digital content store at uh, duckfeed.tv slash store where you can buy premium episodes, uh, mostly of object suffering, but we have some stuff like Adaptation Decay where we talk about bad video game media. Um, uh, and, uh, also try this where we talk about just kind of a bunch of stuff that, uh, neither Gary nor I have seen before, but we're recommending to each other. Um, that is all reasonably priced. It's actually dropped in price recently with a recent restructure. Uh, and it's some really great work and we'd love for you to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, 2017, this is coming out in 2017, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. One five. Uh, yep. So, so be safe, you know, have a, have a good year, mm-hmm. do your best, you know, help yep. each other, be kind to each other. Yep. Um, you know, yep. as the first, uh, is this the first podcast that's dropping in the new year? 
uh no we're gonna have <laughs> gary you drop a podcast like every day this is one drive there are like seven episodes that drop before this okay no. <laughs> yeah but this is the first um, episode of watch out fireballs that comes out in a year y- yeah there is so be yeah. kind the, the the best thing you can do in life is to is to ease the burden of others yeah so you know do do what you can uh we appreciate you and uh thanks for sticking with us and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll stick with us in 2017 yeah umbasa uh, umbasa umbasa